when I think about the times that I've questioned whether it was my last moment. The first time was when I was 18 and I'd been quite ill with a lung infection at home and I was supposed to go for a surgery that I'd only had one time previously for my mm. esophageal varices where they fill up with too much blood and they're often like, um, they go down and they basically get rid of the ones that look like they could dangerously burst internally. In your lungs? Um, so down in your esophagus, so where I've got heaps of pressure in my liver and my spleen from liver disease, um, because there's so much scarring in those organs, the blood that's supposed to pass through doesn't always get through. So it takes alternate routes and it finds often finds a home inside the esophageal varices at the base of your esophagus and they can fill up with too much blood and because food and objects come down through here if like say like a dorito chip imagine that being your demise if i can spicy dorito <laughs> goes realistic. down yeah exactly some for me yeah <laughs> goes down and cuts one of those varices and it bleeds mm. and you're bleeding internally there's a lot of blood going through that region so yeah they're like if it gets to that it's a matter of like getting to the hospital ASAP because you're likely to die if you don't get there in time. Mm. And so every like 18 months, they go down and do a routine procedure to check these with a camera. And if they need to be removed, they remove them mm. um, surgically in a safe way. And so I was going in, you know, overdue for one of these checkups and um, I got to the hospital and I'd been sick all week. And this particular day, I was really unwell, coughing. My blood pressure was 180 over 100 and my temperature was through the roof and they're like mate you're seriously ill like you don't only look sick the signs of you being in real distress right now are not great we can't operate on you like that we can't put you under anesthetic because it could be really bad yeah um you need to go home we need to get you in a hospital they're like there's no beds here in hospital for you right now Mm. we've got to send you home and we'll call you as soon as we get one how's it sydney rpa and so i went home um you know just really unwell Went to bed that night, woke up the next morning and dad and I were just sitting at home watching a movie and I was just coughing like a dog, like nonstop, couldn't stop coughing. Mm -hmm. And I just coughed and I tasted like a metallic taste in my mouth. I was like, that didn't taste right. So I went to the bathroom to the laundry and spat out a bunch of fresh blood and I'd never coughed up blood in my life before. So at the time I wasn't aware that it was coming from my lungs. Mm -hmm. I thought one of these things had burst inside of me. And so panic straight away, like fear and anxiety, just oh for sure, like fear and coming coming straight from the doctors, go things aren't good, yeah, and like fear and anxiety just just fills within your body, and just then an urge to like continuously cough up blood. So spitting out fresh blood, I yelled out to my dad, and he quickly grabbed the car keys. We just jumped in the car with an ice cream container and just raced out the door. And as I'm driving to hospital, dad's flying down the highway. I'm sitting there with this bucket coughing up blood expecting that it's going to start just vomiting out of me soon and i'm headed to the hospital and you're sitting there in the car thinking is this it because you've been I told to say, expect at, this at what point was it did you yeah. did that thought creep in being like i might be dying well the first thing was call my mom and my sister yeah. who were at work together thankfully on the day and i called my sister answered the work phone and I just remember saying something along the lines of, what time is um, it was probably like 11 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I'm coughing up a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. Like this could be burst varicy. Mm-hmm. Your mum need to meet us at Wollongong emergency, like ASAP. And I just said, love you, hung up. 
And then I just remember sitting there talking to dad and I'm just thinking like, is my dad going to see me die? Like, is dad going to have to carry me into the hospital and it's too late? Like, are my mum and sister going to get there in time? And you start to think about the finality of life and in your head, you're asking yourself the question at 18, dude, could I have possibly ticked off what I needed to tick off to feel fulfilled about? You start to ask yourself, am I fulfilled with the life that I've lived up to this point? And part of me was very um, calm about the fact that I'd always loved, respected and appreciated time with family. Like I've always been so dedicated to my family like that. But another part of me felt disappointed that I hadn't lived life yet. You know, I was just, just an adult. For sure. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I was, I was so lucky that I got the hospital. It was pneumonia causing a bleed in the lungs and it slowed down. But, you know, there've been, there's been one other time, you know, in the, the years since that it got really scary like that and I needed an ambulance. But it makes you think about life differently. Mm. And my question to myself has always been, you know, you call that a watershed moment, right? Like the moment that everything is put into perspective and you then have the motivation to go and live life to the fullest. But, you know, do you need, should you need and do you need a watershed moment every time life gets a little off track? Mm. Or can you come back to something like your own eulogy and go, okay, this is how I feel about what that moment would represent. Mm. And am I living life according to, you know, what I want it to feel like and how I want to be able to accept it in the end? Well, it's, it's, that's so gnarly that you've had that experience because I've never had that experience. I've never had a thought outside of the beep test in year eight when I thought I might <laughs> die. Real, brother. Yeah. You know, like... Well, when I said before, like having experienced much around death, that's like people within my family, but probably similar to Brad. Like I've had two experiences where the thought's gone through my head. I'm like, yeah, okay. is this it? Yeah. And one of them when I was like fresh 18, just started drinking, like just before I finished my HSC, the um, things like the firefighters or something come to school with the you know the jaws of life and they put like a car in front of you yeah yeah, and, like, yeah. cut it open and be like don't drink drive don't drink drive and when i was like 17 i'm like oh, who would drink drive that's so silly yeah i'll never do that that'll never be me and then within six months of turning 18 i was in a drunk drive and crashing the same thing like once the car started rolling we're going extremely fast on a country road i shut my eyes and i was just like if it happens, just make it quick. That's all I asked for. Oh my God, dude. And planted back on the road, on the wheels and drove away. I didn't have a single scratch on me. You serious? But that was, so mm. that was at 18. And then from that, which I took away. The car rolled. Probably rolled 10 times. Holy shit. <laughs> doing and you were just like, like, oh, I was, uh, I was like no control. You had a conscious thought. passenger seat. My friend was driving. And, and I just shut my eyes and just thought, if this is it, just make it quick. Like if I hit a tree, just make it quick. Wow. And then landed back on the wheels, I didn't have a single scratch on me. And I was like, the message I took away from that was quite negative now. I can reflect back on it, but like I thought I was immortal. I thought I was Superman, I couldn't be killed. So wow. from that experience, mm. I was like, I don't fear death because I cheated it. I can cheat it again. That was wow. what I took away from it, yeah. <laughs> which is probably a reflection of how the capacity of my mental health at 18. Yeah. And then my pop passed away at 19 that I mentioned before. And then the next five or six years was kind of a bit of a, kind of a rip and tear, I suppose. Mm. <laughs> like almost out of control. And then one I had recently was um, that kind of flicked the switch again. I was like, one, the first one made me feel 
um, immortal. Like that's it. And the second yeah. one, I was like, no, nah, this is it. Like I'm immortal. Like, this is how I want to live my life now. Yeah. Don't take it for granted. That's uh, I've listened to a podcast recently, and you described it as a watershed moment in this podcast. Um, they spoke about it as a life review. So mm. the you know what's the catalyst for people to change, and that catalyst is it comes in a different form for everyone. You know, it could be the loss of someone else. It could be um, you know just uh, some um, being in a miserable job and the beep test. The, yeah, the beep <laughs> test. It, it could be like you can't really know what is going to be the catalyst for change for for someone. But the gentleman on the podcast was speaking about near death experiences, and he said there's a a spiritual which is now scientifically documented like not just a physical um occurrence that happens but for some people a lot of people with near-death experiences there is not just an emotional but a a spiritual transformation that exists where they're describing it in science as a life review Hmm. and this one gentleman I'll, i'll have to find the podcast and send it to you guys but this one gentleman um he'd had a handful of near-death experiences and each near-death experience introduced to him a different life review one where you know he reviewed my life similar to what you were saying it reviewed his own life from the perspective of have i done enough am i happy with the life i've lived that was his first life review the second life review was him feeling the impact that his death would have on other people so it wasn't personal anymore have i done enough um how do i feel about my death when he nearly died the second time, his transformation was, fuck, my family, I'm feeling what they're going to feel if I leave right now. If I'm gone, what's the impact that it's going to be left? Yeah. So he had that. that, on that second time. So that was his <laughs> second life review. Mm. And these life reviews create like like a significant emotional spiritual shift. 